Hello and welcome to the Ideology Podcast. I'm Dr. Tim Ziddle, at Dr. Tim Ziddle on Instagram, and this is my weekly podcast where I create informative and short episodes designed to make personal growth and development fun again so you can cut the learning curve and become the best version of yourself while creating success at any level. Here we go. Hey everybody, Dr. Tim, again coming to you with your next episode of Ideology Podcast, and I apologize, I know that we took another week break in between these episodes, and I will tell you it was with very good reason. See, as much as I would love to give even more of my time, energy, and effort to things like the Ideology Podcast and my other business pursuits, I have a thriving chiropractic office, the third practice I've been a part of successfully the second successful and fast growing office that I've built. And that required all of my attention last week. In fact, we worked through the weekend. So with that, this has been something to where uh, I have not had the time or the, the energy or the resources to be able to dive in to bring you guys some content. And I am so dedicated to bring you good content that you have my word. I would rather uh, postpone for a week than bring you an episode that's not going to add value to you. So this week, I wanted to take what I've learned over working like a banshee, like a crazy person over the last 14 days, and I want to bring this to you in hopes that it's going to add some value to you. And specifically, we're going to talk about delegating to elevate. So delegate to elevate. This is tools of the trade right here. I will tell you the more that I step into success in leadership, what that looks like, sounds like, feels like, the more I realize it has to be so much more team-centered than it has to be me-centered. If we ever want to get freedom when it comes to our ability to step away from the business or to just not feel overwhelmed in our day-to-day, to have fun in the work, to do the work we want to do, not the work we have to do and everyone else's work, We have to make sure that we're equipping and empowering our teams to be high achievers. We're growing them into that position, but then more importantly, we're giving them the freedom to be able to innovate and and do what they do best with the training that we've given them. And so most business owners, if you're like me and like most people um, and, and other entrepreneurs and leaders, you've probably felt a little bit stuck and maybe you feel that way right now. Too much on your plate. Or maybe you feel like you're having to go back behind your team and clean up their messes. Maybe you feel like when you give a task, it's not done properly. Or maybe you're just not delegating tasks at all because you don't trust that anyone but yourself is able to do it well. What we need to talk about is how we can and should be accomplishing a heck of a lot more than what we're currently doing by making sure we're empowering people around us to take up the work. We cast the vision We work on the big picture things, and then we equip everyone around us to take that up and take it further than we could have ever gone by ourselves. I was talking with my um, assistant people lover, my my, um, pregnancy and and pediatric specialist doc at our practice, uh, Dr. Haley. We absolutely love her. And I'll tell you guys, just got to brag on my team for a second. I have the freaking best team from top to bottom. I've got beautiful management. Um, I've got amazing workhorses. I'm talking about incredible work ethics. But the thing I love most about our team is that every single member of our team is wholly sold out and dedicated to two things. Number one, loving people well, whether they deserve it or not, whether they ask for it or not. 
We got to love them well. And then number two, serving people well. And what that means is that we have to be in a place where we're serving each other as a team first. And then from that place, we're able to go out and serve other people. And so on my team, I was talking with Dr. Haley, like I said, our pregnancy pediatric specialist, our amazing, you know, like I might as well call her my ownership assistant. I mean, she has so much uh, control and leadership in this practice. And we are so excited to watch her just continue to take on more and more and more as we grow her into a place where she's leading the charge. I want her to take over for me. And, and we were having this awesome conversation where we talked about some of the growth, not only that our team has had and some of the challenges that they've had, but we talked about some of the growth that I've had as a leader over the last year or two years. And one of the biggest things that we've seen is the more I step into leadership, the less I actually control what my team is doing. And I thought that that was absolutely bass backwards from how it was supposed to go. I thought that I was supposed to control more and more the processes and the procedures and then just have my team execute on those. But it's very, very different from that. In fact, um, it started out as, a, and, and I don't remember where I heard this from, but but I heard something called the the 60% rule. And, and for me, it started out as the 80% rule, then 70%, then 60% rule. But essentially what that rule is, is that if one of your team can do something in the office, a, a, a process or a procedure, if someone in your group, someone in your downline, someone in your sphere of influence can do something, Lead, uh, related to your vision, even at 60% as well as you do, it's time to hand it over. And man, that might feel scary. If they can only do it 60% as well as you can, that's 40% chance they're going to mess it up. It's very likely that they will mess it up. But just remember, you messed it up a lot, right? Before you got to 100% improvement. What we've realized and what the research shows is that the more you're able to hand that over, they need to be able to make their own mistakes as they create the process and procedure their way. If you take it the full 100%, if you train them the full 100% and then hand it over, number one, it's going to take three times as long, three times as much energy and as much money to invest in somebody to get into that point before just handing over even simple tasks. But also, they're just going to be clones of you. And, and naturally, as a person, they're not you. And there's a reason for that, right? They're going to only be one of you. That's why you're so good at what you do, at the gifts and skills you bring to the world. So rather than having people turn into clones of us, I have found so much more success with having them come up with great ideas that will help us achieve the desired end result and then turning it over and saying, take this idea and run with it. Okay. We don't have to know all the steps from A to Z. In fact, that might look incredibly different for mine. And most times in my office, it does look different. And that is super scary. But with that, there's so much power and there's so much freedom with being able to hand that over. So let's talk about five steps to help you delegate and elevate better. Number one, the number one step to delegating to elevate is you have to define what is your area of expertise or your 100% buy-in, right? Your 100% is your maximum number of hours per week that you want to work and still remain balanced. And I'll take that a step further. It's not just the time you want to work every week. It's what you want to do in that time, okay? So the time that you want to work every week on your business or, or on your project or on your hobby and specifically what you want to be working on, which means anything that you're currently doing that you don't want to be doing should not be a part of that 100%. So that's step one. Define what is your dream role or 100%. Step number two, determine if you're already over capacity. 
what are all the things that you're actually doing and does it fit that 100% does it fit your dream role if not you need to start identifying what you need to delegate and hand off to other people to put yourself in your dream role because if the workload that you're doing right now exceeds the amount of time that you want to be spending on it and it exceeds the actual responsibilities that you want to have it's time to delegate and elevate step three you need to list everything that you do right now every single day on a day-to-day basis this is so important this isn't just a general job description these are specific tasks and this may seem like a big project but it's worth taking 30 to 45 minutes to sit down and say what is every single little step as you do that i think it's going to save you hundreds of hours as you go forward because literally every activity big and small you're going to realize just how much of that you probably can hand off and there's going to be some things you can hand off right now and some things you can easily train your team to be able to take over train your 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 friends or your people to take over so you're not having to do it anymore okay so that's step three list every minutia every little thing uh big and little step number four create an organization system for these tasks so i want you to take everything from your previous list in, in, in step three and put them in one of two columns. So the first column is where you're gonna list everything that you currently love or like to do out of all those daily tasks. And then column number two is where you list everything remaining from those tasks, okay? So basically step one, where you created your dream role. Step number two, you determined if you're already over capacity with that role. Now, what you're doing is you're separating those things out. You've made their full list in step three. Now you're separating those out into two columns, the things you love to do and want to keep doing in order to support that dream role and the things that you don't want to do. This is your final organization chart, okay? Once you've split everything into those two columns, what you're going to do is then move to step five, okay? Step five is you need to immediately evaluate what the timeline looks like for delegating those column two responsibilities. What can you delegate tomorrow? What can you delegate next week? What can you delegate next month or next six months? Because that's gonna help you create a training plan to take your team or your community or your downline towards your end goal where you're doing less and less and less of the things you don't wanna be doing and you're able to spend much more time doing the things you do want to be doing. Because by spending most of your time and again, this is your 100%. This is only the amount of time you want to be spending on it. On your column one activities, you are going to be so much happier. It's going to be your sweet spot. It's going to make you more valuable, give you more energy. And that's going to lead to you being a much better leader for your people. Okay? So with this, what I want you to do is take away those five steps. Number one, how much time create your 100%? How much time and energy do you want to be devoting to this project every single week? Okay? And, and, and generally speaking, big picture vision, what type of role do you want to have? Number two, are you already over capacity? Are you doing your dream role and then everyone else's role as well? What does that look like? How much time over your preferred amount of time are you spending on these tasks and these jobs? Number three, list every single thing you do with that time. Step number four, split it into those two columns, the stuff you love and the stuff you don't. And then step number five, is set that training goal and start delegating. The more you do that, you're gonna elevate and empower the people around you and you're gonna be happier in your sweet spot yourself. This is gonna bring you so much more joy and fulfillment and I can't wait to see how that 
uh, takes your team to the next level. I'll give you a really quick example before I let you go. In our office, we have an operating system. It's called an electronic health record system, an EHR. And with that, I, in all of my previous offices, have used the same EHR for seven years. It's all I knew. I knew it like the back of my hand, every keyboard short, every shortcut to the point where it was mindless. I never had to think about the EHR. I would come in, I would do everything I needed to do and everyone else's jobs they needed to do because I knew it so well, I could run circles around everybody on this EHR system. And then we learned about a new system and my office manager came to me and she fell madly in love with this new system and the new features that it brings. And instead of staying with what I was comfortable with, I made the decision that since I had delegated office policies and procedures to her, I delegated our day-to-day filing an organization to her, and she was so in love with this new system that even though it was going to make a ton more work for me and I'm going to have to totally relearn a new system, kind of like learning a new language, that it was going to be in the best interest of our practice because I trust her with that decision since I delegated those things to her. And what that means is we're all in the suck right now, right? One of the reasons why we've been working around the clock is we've had a lot of extra steps to get this new system implemented and updated. And we're all flying blind. I think yesterday in the office, I think almost everybody cried because we're so stressed out and overwhelmed. But with that, the one thing that we all have unshakable confidence in is our office manager to lead us into this new system. Me, as the leader in this practice, I'm following my office manager, because this is what I delegated to her and I'm trusting that she's going to lead our team well. And boy, has she, when I opened the door and we created that opportunity for her to do that, she has taken us so much further than we would have ever gone under my leadership alone. She's helping us innovate and which is going to, you know, short term, it sucks, but in the long term, it's going to make us so much better than we ever would have. Whereas if it was up to me, I would have just stayed comfortable and we would have never had this type of creativity and innovation. Same thing with Dr. Haley our peds and, and, and maternity specialist, right? The more that I turn over to her, the more she shines to the point where now she's able to do lots of things in the office even better than me. And for my ego in the beginning, that was a threat. And in any other office and, and a lesser leader without a lot of the mentorship and growth that I've had, I wouldn't have been able to stand that. My pride and my ego would have been too strong, too powerful. That. I would have hated it. I, I want to be the guy. But the more that I realized the power of being able to delegate and see your team rise around you, see them be the experts, see people your and, and, and all of your people love your team even more than you. It does two things. Number one, it gives your team so much more proficiency and success, which drives you closer to your goals and your vision, which is really what you want. You just have to sacrifice your pride to do it. And number two, people still love you. In fact, if anything else, if they see you as a promoter of everyone else, they love you even more. It's a win-win situation, and that's a rare thing, especially in the world of business and self-development, personal growth. I love personal growth, guys. We're making it fun again. We're making it sexy again. So uh, this week, I want you to dive into how you can delegate to the people around you. Maybe it's at your workplace. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe you're a parent. You need to delegate some stuff to the kids, right? I see way too many parents. Some of my friends who are parents, they do everything. They clean up after their kids, right? They wipe their butts, you know, all the things. Okay, you got to actually do that until they know how to do it themselves, <laughs> But with that, um, make sure that you're, uh, you're creating more freedom for yourself. You're operating on your sweet spot. We'll see you guys next time. You did it. You reached the end and hopefully you're one conversation, one episode closer to that breakthrough, to that success that you've been searching for. 
Again, you can like it, love it, share it, subscribe, whatever you want to do. I'm just grateful that you're here along for the ride, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.